This is our number two. It's time for the fastest 15 minutes of the news. This is Dory's Fastest 15. I gave it the old college try yesterday. I wonder how deep I can go. I wonder if I could do a... What if I could do a Barry White for the rest of the afternoon? You got any Barry White grooves right now, Andrew? Maybe. Hang on. Some Barry White instrumental. Let me see what I can do. Because I know that I don't sound sexy most days of the year. I know I don't. Yeah. All right, baby. Let me tell you what I'm going to do for you this hour. I'm going to make you lie back. I'm going to massage you with some news and then I might just inject you with a little opinion and then when we wrap it all up I just may give you a little platonic kiss over the radio because baby that's where we're about here on the Dory Monson Show, with a love train, and I'm the conductor. You just get yourself back in one of those cattle cars, lay back and enjoy. Is that kind of hot? You guess? You think? Was that? Eh. I mean, eh. Cattle car. <laughs> yeah. Think of any other train name. It's it does sound better than the struggle to speak that you've yes. been dealing with. So, so you think really think I should do the rest of the show like this? Uh, it might not be appropriate for all <clears throat> topics. Well, no, I'm I'm not <laughs> saying with the sex talk for crying out loud. I've never done sex talk one second of my sixty-one years. Uh, let's see here. Uh, this is from the four two five. LOL. But grown adults, don't write LOL. I know that you never are actually LOLing. LOL. You're so ridiculous. Of course people on the left are not okay with that. Letting a child murder out of prison 20 years early. Uh, of course people on the left are not okay with that. Why do you assume everyone or even most of them are? That's why we can't stand you. You just make S up. Of course they're okay with this. Because every one of the senators, not everyone ran for re-election, but everyone who ran for re-election got re-elected. Every one of the ones who voted uh, for or, or who co-sponsored the Senate bill to allow child murder to get out of prison. So, yeah, if they're voters... This would be a single issue for me if any of those senators was in my district. If I knew that a member of the Washington State Legislature co-sponsored a bill and voted yes on a bill to allow one of the most brutal, multi-time felon child murders to get out of prison, and their voters all said, yeah, I'm cool with that. Go back to Olympia. See what other carnage you can create. So, yes, this is becoming the mainstream of the left. There was no change in the legislature. And, and when these senators, once again, 
Jeannie Darnielle of Tacoma, Mona Doss of Kent, Patty Cutter of Bellevue, Bob Hasegawa of Seattle, Marco Leas of Linwood, Rebecca Saldana of Seattle, Jesse Solomon of Shoreline, and Claire Wilson of Auburn. Not every one of them ran again, but every one of the ones who did got reelected. So, yes, they and their voters are perfectly cool with letting child murders out of prison 20 years before their sentence would have been up. And so, yes, I, I'm sorry to say, it has become the position of the mainstream left that you want to give as much leniency as possible to child murders and rapists. Uh, and if you have a problem with that, you who are texting me, uh, you better look in the mirror. You better tell me who you voted for, for the legislature. Tell me if you voted for somebody who voted yes on this bill in either the House or the Senate as it was moving through. And if you did, then yes, you are okay with this. Or you believe that some social issue is more important than letting child killers out of prison? Because there is nothing more important than making sure our children are protected from guys like Roy Russell. If Roy Russell, when he gets out of prison in five to seven years, if he murders another child, I I would say that the blood is on the hands, not just of those lawmakers and Jay Inslee, but of everybody who voted for them. you got to start taking your vote a little more responsibly because we are putting very dangerous people in positions of power. So thank you for all the feedback. You can always reach out to me. Uh, text me, 888-973-CAIRO, 888 let's get into the fastest 15 here. We broke a story a few months ago. Some parents had reached out to me about a cross-country runner in our region. And I can now tell that the school is Seattle Academy. And I didn't name the school up till now. But there was a kid who was running cross-country at Seattle Academy last year as a boy. And this kid seemed like the kid wanted to maybe run in college. There was only one problem. His times weren't even close to being good enough to run in college. But he had set up a... A recruitment page, and he'd posted, you know, his personal best as a freshman at Seattle Academy, and it looked like the kid was trying to get some attention from colleges that might be looking for a, a cross-country runner. But this kid's times were horrible. In one race, this kid finished 72nd in a boys' race. This year, the same kid came back on the girls' cross-country team at Seattle Academy. And uh, I, I talked about this twice on the show. I, I broke the story because several parents of uh, kids who had competed against, of girls who had competed against this kid, had called to say how flat-out unfair this is, which, of course, biologically, competitively, it is. Uh, but this biological boy, who, again, was on 70, in 72nd place on the boys' cross-country team last year, 
this year qualified for the state championships, or or the kids' team did, Seattle Academy. Uh, this good, Libs of TikTok picked up this story. But uh, this kid, uh, at a time in the 5,000 meters, if the kid had been running as a boy again, the kid would have finished in 48th place. But running as a girl with the exact same time, this kid finished second. So that got the team a spot at stake. Now, why is this so unfair? Well, because that means that there was a runner and a team denied a spot at state. A, a girl runner, a female team, denied a spot at state because a kid who ran as a boy last year and ran on the girls' team this year finishes second with a time that would have placed the kid in 72nd place among the boys. Uh, now, I'm not naming the kid because I don't blame the kid. And I... I have no animosity toward the kid. I don't know what this kid's deal is. But I I blame the WIAA. This is their policy. I don't blame Seattle Academy. They don't even have the right to say that uh, they don't want this because uh, you have to abide by the rules of the WIAA. But there are a lot of coaches and a lot of parents who are very upset. And they talk to libs of TikTok. Uh the parent of one of the female athletes in the conference said this kid is larger than any of the girls and shamelessly takes first place on the podium. Now my daughter is competing against a male for scholarships, and we can't even say anything. You can't even approach it in a nice way without being labeled a hateful bigot. You'll get threats against you, said the father. Uh, The WIAA, no, this is our policy. If a child identifies as a female, the child gets to compete on the girls' team. And, Nicole, you saw the, the picture of this kid when uh, when this kid finished in first place on the podium, and this kid towers over all the other girls in the photographs. Taller for sure. I will say out of, um, I mean, it's a young person, so they tend to be a little smaller stature. Um, not fully developed, but definitely muscle tone, things like that are bigger than the girls. Yeah, I mean, just towers over the other girls. Uh, and and cross-country runners are all pretty slight and lean for the most I part. I guess what I mean is no <laughs> Leah Thomas. Like, that's a large, fully developed person. <laughs> right. Yeah, and uh, there are, for a lot of girls, uh, my, my daughter, one of my daughters, is a pretty good cross-country runner, and then she uh, suffered a chronic hip injury from all the running she was doing. But, uh, but often you peak in your sophomore year of high school as a cross-country runner because as girls physically begin to develop through puberty, uh, their their body just changes in a way that's not always ideal for being a cross country runner, but yeah, I mean this photo is just ridiculous. The stride that this kid has, uh, I'm guessing, is several inches longer than the strides of the biological girls that this kid's competing against. So it's uh, uh, 
I'm glad the national media is now picking up the story that we broke uh, a couple of months ago when parents first reached out to me. But this is something that needs to be fixed because girls' sports are in great danger. And the fairness, which is at the root of sports, everything is supposed to be fair. And from there, you can, uh, you'll, you'll have differences in talent but you don't have built-in huge biological advantages. And, you know, if this kid gets a scholarship as a girl, then it denies a biological girl a scholarship. It, it's, it's just frustrating to watch because it just shows how little the people in charge care about our girls and our women. Title IX's a good thing, and girls competing in sports is a good thing. And just throwing a bunch of biological boys out there and saying, hey, win all you can is an outrageous thing to do for the spirit of fair competition. Up next in the Fastest 15, this is quite a story. A mom down in Tacoma, she was scraping ice off her windshield a couple of mornings ago when it was so cold outside. And all of a sudden, Guess what happens? Uh, her name's Jen. She talked to our news partners at Cairo 7. I started screaming frantically, um, making a scene because I was scared. And as I was going towards my stairs, um, I felt a, a hand grab my arm. Three guys jumped out of a U-Haul truck that was driving by her. And she, and she had started her car, but she was standing with the car, scraping the windshield. And the three guys jump out, they steal her car as she was trying to run away. As she just said, one of the guys grabbed her arm. Her husband was inside the house. It's like, they're stealing the car. That's when they came back around that quick. And that's, they hopped out the U-Haul, hopped in the car and ran down the street and just drove off. Like it was probably 30 seconds total, everything. And it's believed that those guys in the U-Haul may have stolen three or four other cars that morning that uh, people had just started and then left to warm up, which in Tacoma, I don't know how you could leave your car out because it's happening so often. But to start your car and then get out to scrape the windshield, you would think that your car would be somewhat safe from being stolen. But no, this is how violent the criminals have gotten. And the woman who's the victim of that theft, Jen, she is going to join us live at 2.30 this afternoon to tell us what happened. I just found out, too, that she did get her car back and it has bullet holes in it. What? Is all scraped up, windows cracked. Yep. Bullet holes. This just happened right. Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. Wonder what in the world caused that. She doesn't know what the incident was that caused the bullet. Nope. She hasn't heard police reports or anything about that. Uh, not yet, but we'll talk to her at two thirty and find out. Wow. Okay. All right. More to come on that story. Uh, up next in the fastest 15. Oh, finally, I have a uh, heartwarming story about how things like critical race theory being taught in our schools is bringing us closer together. At the University of California, Santa Barbara, the Black Students Union is holding a free screening of the movie Black Panther. Uh, but they have said that they are requesting white students not attend. 
I don't know how in the world this is legal at a publicly funded university. But uh, a, a post to their Instagram page, they said this is a black-centered activity that would ideally not be inclusive of other races. And so they said, we are lovingly curating this space to support and affirm black people and black joy. We ask that our non-black allies support our intentions of a celebration space and not attend. Told you this yesterday. This is the extension of what this is all about. It is not about bringing people closer together. Uh, The critical race theory that's being taught in the schools, you're a victim or a victimizer. It's to drive people apart. Because the more people are driven apart, the easier they are to control. Unless you see yourself as an individual and not always as just a member of a group then you are the hardest person to control. I like to think I'm in that group. And that is your Fastest 15. This has been the Fastest 15 Minutes in the News. Fast, 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 fast. Dory's Fastest 15. Your 15 minutes will give you (laughs) the world. Okay, I said this about this time yesterday, Nicole. I really don't think it's going to last till 3 o'clock today, my voice. (laughs) Well, we have a couple more guests coming up, so hopefully they'll take some Thank pressure goodness. off. Yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, quick time out, and then we got a lot more news to cover, including uh, a wonderful, heartwarming story of an uh, eight-year-old girl who's just as ambitious as can be. But seeing as how this is 2022 and woke culture is everywhere, sometimes even the most heartwarming stories take a dark turn. Details straight ahead here on the Tory Monson Show. I was never in Scout. <laughs> so funny. I'm about to speak and I have no idea what voice is going to come out. It's a surprise to me every time. <clears throat> Let me try to take it down again. I was never in scouting when I was a kid, uh, but I have great respect for kids who were. Uh, in fact, my son-in-law was an Eagle Scout. Was, is. An Eagle Scout, like Marines. Once an Eagle Scout, always an Eagle Scout. Uh, so I have great respect. And I, I saw this really sweet story about this eight-year-old girl. Uh, she was in the uh, Canadian version of the Girl Scouts, the Girl Guides. And she has earned the maximum. I guess they get a booklet. And you can get a badge if you complete some task. And there are 73 possible badges. And then you have a a sash that you can put over your uniform. And uh, every time you earn a badge, you put it on your sash. And you become more and more highly decorated as you pursue all of these goals. Very sweet story. Uh, The girl's name is Melody. Uh, These are my brand new badges. And there's 73 badges plus 10 keys. Is that all of them? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it took Melody two years to get all of those badges, and you could see all of the work that she had to do to get them. They're all listed in this book. She's checked every one off. Isn't that cool? She got every single one of them. That shows a lot of a lot of diligence, a lot of good hard work. Push this. I really wanted to get them all. Okay. Because then I would be in the news like this. 
She says one of her favorite badges was finding about her family history with brownies. So what did you do here? Who is this? This is my mother and this is my grandmother. So brownies is in your family for sure. Do they get all their badges? Uh, no. No. <laughs> uh, isn't that a sweet story? So here's this. Do, do we have any sweet story music? We don't have enough sweet stories yet. Here's yeah, some sweet story music. Well, uh... Hallmark, it's like a Hallmark Channel story. So, uh, so a little melody, <clears throat> she got all maximum number of badges, and then there was that little thing at the end. Her mom was a brownie, her grandma was a brownie, and she outdid both of them. You know, she, her mom and grandma never got the maximum. Sweet story, love that. Oh, wait a second, this is 2022. Turns out that the Girl Guides of Canada, the organization that oversees the brownies, they've announced that they are discontinuing the use of the name brownies because, quote, racialized girls have said that the name harms them. The organization explained in a Again, I'm quoting, we have heard from members and former members that the name Brownies has caused them harm as racialized black, indigenous, and people of color, girls and women. Some do not want to be part of this branch because of the name Brownies. Some girls choose to skip this branch altogether or delay joining Girl Guides until after this branch. This branch name is a barrier to racialized girls and women feeling part of the guiding sisterhood, and we cannot use a word that causes any harm. I don't know, but I'm, I'm glad we live in such enlightened times. Um, I was going to, I was going to treat myself, kind of soothe my throat tonight. I was going to go get some uh, fudge brownie ice cream. But I don't know. I feel bad. I didn't realize that that would be racist. So, uh, that's our Dory Monson show text question of the day for both the delicious dessert treat and the hard-working, diligent girls who are brownies, what, what, what should we change the name to? Because I, I have no idea what to call fudge brownie ice cream now after hearing this story. It's very sad. Very sad indeed. Okay, then, do I have time for this here? You know what? I've are got going to call I, the sugar cookies, maybe? Sugar <laughs> No, no, because that makes it sound like these little girls have sugar daddies. And that objectifies <laughs> them. Okay, yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, uh, no, you can't. Well, I don't know. Wow. Now, now I'm running through different treat names and how they could be taken wrong, and I'm not going to say anything else because it's going like to be what? taken wrong. What? Nothing. <laughs> Just letting everybody do that in their car. <laughs> okay, yeah, please uh, t- text me. 
Triple eight ninety seven three Cairo. Triple eight ninety seven three five four seven six from the four two five. Doria, are you sick today? <laughs> are, am I sick today? <laughs> well, yes. Uh, I can tell. Four two five says, please try ivermectin. One percent injectable. Now I'm done injecting stuff. Okay, I played the game long enough. Uh, okay, let me take a quick time out. Then I've got a story to share with you. Uh, with all the corporate layoffs that are happening, how are people who say worked at Twitter, how are they going to re-enter the job world? And what will those interviews sound like? Thankfully, the Babylon Bee has provided us an answer to that question. We'll get to that and much more. Coming up, as the Dory Monson Show. Rolls on. As you may have heard, a bunch of Twitter employees have left because they don't like Elon Musk. They don't like that Elon Musk is going to try to restore balance to Twitter. Uh, Twitter's been a pretty easy workplace, and all those people are now going to have to find jobs out in the real world because Twitter sounds kind of a fantasy camp. And I thought about this because we've had stories of Starbucks employees the last few days. Yesterday I played you a soundbite of a local Starbucks employee who was on strike because it was Red Cup Day where people can come in and get a cup that usually costs a buck and they can get it free. I don't, I don't understand. But anyway, uh, Starbucks employees went on strike here in Seattle. Red Cup Day is normally a nightmare for the, those of us working um, because they refuse to staff our stores properly. So we are not making enough money to live in addition to working the worst shifts. Worst, she's very dramatic. But uh, this is a real Starbucks employee who went into the bathroom to record a video. I played this a couple of weeks ago because of how hard it was to uh, to work at Starbucks. I'm literally about to quit. Like, I, I don't know if I'm going to do it, but, like, I really... I'm literally about to quit. I don't know if I'm going to do it. Well, then you're literally not about to quit. I'm literally about to quit. Like, I, I don't know if I'm going to do it, but, like, I really want to. I almost walked out today, and I'm crying in the back room right now, and I almost cut on the floor. It's just... <laughs> I like I get I'm like a full time student. I get scheduled for 25 hours a week, and then on weekends they schedule me the entire day open to close. I'm on the schedule for eight and a half hours, both Saturday and Sunday. I'm like three and a half hours into my shift. There's- are, are you hearing this? How sad this is! How evil Starbucks is. They scheduled her for eight and a half hour shifts on both Saturday and Sunday. Oh my gosh. Uh, the extra half hours for lunch. Uh, uh, but having to work an eight-hour day on back-to-back days, I don't I don't blame her for being upset. To close that one schedule for eight and a half hours, both Saturday and Sunday. I'm like three and a half hours into my shift. There's so many customers, and we have four people on the floor all day. <laughs> Only five people were put on the schedule, and somebody had to call out. They don't want to help us. We need a union because this can't happen. And then people are yelling at me because I don't have their orders ready. And they don't know what to do. <laughs> I, 
and a customer was misgendering me tonight like really badly i didn't have their order ready and so they were just like talking talking to each other and they're like she's clearly incompetent i have a full mustache and beard <laughs> what the <laughs> i don't get accommodations for being neurodivergent i don't even know what to do anymore i'm like at my wits end with this job i really am <laughs> I forgot about the mustache and beard part uh, of that part. Because I, I was saying her earlier. I forgot about that. Anyway, so we have workers today who are sounding more and more fragile. So the good folks at the Babylon Bee, they released this today. Well, what would it be like if one of these Twitter employees, for example, where they have all kinds of of perks that most of us could never dream of, but now they've quit Twitter. What happens if they try to get a job in a place where you do little manual labor? Oppressive colonialist regimes? Okay. Well, look, the work here is pretty demanding. We need to find someone who can inspect all of our outgoing... Miss, are, are you okay? I'm sorry. I'm not really used to bosses using trigger words like demanding and inspect and work. But this is a job. We don't say that either. Then how do you get any work? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, so how do you get any uh, labor stuff, production, the handwork? Not work, sorry. Stuff done. How do you get any stuff done? Uh, Streep's got tons of stuff done on Twitter. Oh, okay. Well, what would you say you did there? I was responsible for so much as a content moderation specialist. Some days during my afternoon cornhole sesh, I get a text telling me I had to ban someone. So then you'd have to actually like walk over to your computer and ban them? Uh, no. I would just hit a button on my phone and then BAM! Babylon B, banned. Libs of TikTok, banned. Steve from Fruitport, Michigan, you know he banned. And then back to cornhole. Uh, all right, well. What else did you do there? Drank like a sailor. They had wine on tap, mimosas, a full microbrewery. They also had AA, which was kind of helpful for me. One day at a time. Uh, well, congratulations. Uh, well, so I think I've seen everything that I need to see. Did you have any questions for us? Tons. Okay, first, you don't actually, like expect me to come into the office do you well how do you expect to get any work done labor done stuff done at the factory without coming into the factory oh so this is like a job job yeah that might be a deal breaker for me uh also i didn't notice any meditation rooms when i came in do you guys have any gurus on site or is it more like a byog type situation BYO what? Also, I didn't see a QR code for your lunch menu, but I assume your shrimp is non-GMO and cage-free. Shrimp? Where'd you get shrimp? We don't have any shrimp. Hey, sorry to interrupt, boss. Pneumatic drill is on the fritz again. I need to go pick up some parts. I'll be back in five. Okay, when he puts his hand up five, he's got black grease all over his hand. Ugh! What was on his hand? Uh, it was grease. How did it get there? Because he worked, does stuff. Engages in manual labor? Okay, that's it. I can't do this. I'm sorry, Mr. Dunsonson. We've decided to go in a different direction. All right, well, I'm sorry to hear that, miss. 
you went to shake her hand and he had grease on his hand. Oh, yeah. No, no. Uh, but you know, in all seriousness, we're going to have an economic reckoning because uh, there are an awful lot of people who have no clue what it's like to work you know, 50, 60 hours a week to pull yourself up because the prevailing opinion is, well, I'm going to make somebody else pull me up. I'm going to make someone else pay off my college loans. I'm going to make somebody else pay for my sound transit bus and train rides. I want to make somebody else pay for my rent when I don't pay it because of COVID. And on and on it goes. And, and man, these people who have had a really cushy life in these industries, and, you know, when you hear the stories coming out about this cryptocurrency crash and the, the kind of life of excess that they were all leading and we're going to have an economic reckoning. You cannot keep uh, giving these kinds of perks to everybody who comes along. Eventually, all of us are worth as much as we can return to our employer, or less than, little less than what we can return to our employer. If you're worth 130000 bucks to your employer, then your salary and benefits might be worth 100000 to your employer. But this is a concept that has gotten completely out of whack. And now Amazon's laying off 10,000 people. Uh, Meta, the parent company of Facebook, massive layoffs coming. Reddit here in Seattle, 3% of their workforce. The reckoning is on its way. Quick timeout. Check the news here at the top of the hour. And then the big lead at two, another massive exposure of the homeless industrial complex. Next. Next.